Hello and welcome to the Story Mode Podcast, episode 32. We had a brief hiatus. It was unannounced. We didn't say anything. <laughs> We're sorry, I guess? I we, we had one person moving, one person buying a house, and then me just being super goddamn busy nonstop. So... Uh, an episode got canceled. And all then we were just all like, of those things involve being super busy, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. Um, I just don't ever leave the house. That's the difference. I've actually like developed a really bad habit recently uh, of going to the coffee shop almost every day because I need to talk to people. It's kind of sad. I'm starting to understand my grandmother. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to the Story Mode Podcast. This is a book club style podcast where we talk about a short game that we played in the last 30 days. This time we played a game called Paratopic. This is a spoiler cast. We will be spoiling this entire game. I actually, right off the top, we'll just say this one's quite cheap. It's like six bucks, question mark. Yeah, uh, five six. bucks US. Five bucks US and uh, probably worth the price tag to just hop in and enjoy the 40 minutes. So if you're listening to the recorded version of this, just you know, pause and go play the game. I disagree. I think you, you should listen to this podcast first. You can disagree if you want, but I, I will recommend it. I think it's worth the six bucks. Anyway, um, without further ado, my name's Blind and I'll be your host. Uh, let's go over to Eggman. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I... I am the one who recently bought a house, so that's both exciting and a little bit scary. So maybe I'll have a different background next time. We'll see. We'll see. I I, de I definitely have a different background. <laughs> and a slightly echoier room. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I need to, to fix that. Um, Just put pillows all over the floor. That'll work. <laughs> pillows, hang towels up, you know. I actually added... Um, Basically, there's blinds right above my head right now, so that should help a little bit. That's but, not bad. It's fine. Yeah. So, Paratopic. This was a weird one. Uh, during PAX, actually, me and Eggman had a discussion where he said that he wanted to play jankier games because they're fun to talk about. We definitely got a janky game this time. Uh, we were originally planning to do another game, but it's kind of long. So because this was kind of a slapdash, we're doing an episode next week. We jumped to something cheap and this was something I found. Also, it's kind of fitting because it's technically a horror game. You know, um, it, I, I, I don't horror. I mean, it is a horror game, but it's also just like the worst version of everything that it's trying to be. It has it has a jump scare. Therefore, it's horror. I mean, two. I really only saw one that was like a legitimate jump scare. Okay, well there there's two jump scares in the in the video game. It's most it's mostly like atmospheric ominous spooky. <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah. so where do we even begin <laughs> with this one? Well the I summary think... is that this game is impossible to summarize. Yeah, I think we need to try to dissect the narrative so one thing i would say is that this game narratively is very similar to a game we talked about over a year ago now two called, years ago actually yeah long time called 30 flights of loving and both games seem to both experiment with this idea of like in-engine editing so there's constant jump cuts between different times and possibly if different timelines or different stories An another game that did this that we also talked about was a game called virginia which eggman disliked 
which was recently 99 cents on Humble Bundle <laughs> and free on Twitch. Both great prices for that game. Yeah, but one of the big issues with that, and especially compared to, you know, 30 Flights, was that it it can be hard to decipher what exactly is the story. And so I think that's where we need to begin. We need to try to figure out what the timeline or timelines are. Because I got about three or four different stories going on at the same time. I, w- I would say that the first story that you're introduced to, you st- the, the uh, we should back up a little bit because we want to have the context of how this game is presented before we do a lot of the story but basically it's ps2 level graphics 3d very low quality textures highly pixelated i actually really like this like i think that's what stands out for me personally with this game i think it does a really good job nailing its aesthetic it's not for everyone for sure i think the music is really really good um the dialogue, just to be blunt, is like you're kind of stuff. Which I I didn't record it to find out, but I I'm pretty sure that large segments of it are reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like they speak the words, put them through a bunch of filters, and then reverse some sections. So it yeah. like you look at the text because it's all subtitled, subtitled, uh, and you can sort of be like, oh, that I guess makes sense according to the text, but you would never be able to understand it if it didn't have the subtitles. Well, to be fair, um, the last set of dialogue, that 911 call, it really is actually pretty easy to understand, like, 30% of the words. And so I think it's it's still just the voice clip of them saying that, but it's intentionally garbled. It's put through filters that kind of drop information over time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anyways, you the game starts and you find yourself in a hallway with somebody who's interrogating you and he mentions something about these tapes. And so the first few scenes of the game uh, kind of lead you to believe that these tapes are something important. Uh, you don't know whether they're like incriminating information or maybe they're porn. Who knows? Like maybe they're con- they they're definitely contraband, whatever they are. Yeah. And it's some it seems like a security guard or a border guard or somebody who has taken you to an area where there are no cameras and he's very loud about that and basically saying, I can do what I want with you for having these tapes, which is weird. Yeah, very like it 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 sets up the good dystopian vibe that the game's mm-hmm. going for. Like I said, I love this game's atmosphere and its theme. And so you would th- you'd, you start to think out, or at least I started to think that like, okay, we're going to figure out what these tapes are and that's going to be what the story kind of centers around. But it's not clear that that's the case uh, because... The tapes the are next, in the <laughs> Yeah, like one scene later all of a sudden you are loading up a gun and you're just in this diner and then you open a door and see a guy, but then you smash cut to title screen. You're just, yeah, yeah the, title screen. the title screen. I don't know. I think the whole open of the game is really strong personally. It, I think from there it kind of falls apart though. It's kind of a good cold open. Like it's, it's, it's a really good, like, 
okay, they throw some like intrigue at you. You see these tapes. Okay, what's up with the tapes? Why am I in shambles? And then it seems to jump back to either a different timeline or the beginning of the story where I guess the tapes are being recorded or something along those lines. And then you load up the gun, which is a really neat thing. You have some dialogue and then you, you, you load the gun, which is a really neat little thing. You pick Using up all the one-time and... control. Yeah. And then you can fire off a shot accidentally, which I did. Um, and then y- there's some items in the room that you can interact with. You can pick up the ketchup and throw it. You can uh, put out a cigarette. Wait, and you can throw stuff. objects? Yeah, you can pick up ketchup and throw it. Wait, wait, wait. how do you throw it? Uh, you, you click it and with the interact button and then it like falls over. <laughs> but when I was in the convenience store, I tried picking up stuff and I could just rotate it. I couldn't throw yeah, it. That, that's in the convenience store. It's different depending on oh. what, what area you're in. So like the initial diner, you can pick up the ketchup. But why though? <laughs> anyway, um, so you walk into the room in the back and you basically say, hands up! and then title screen. I'd actually like to comment on that ketchup for a second. I like that there are objects that you can interact with that don't necessarily contribute uh, to the story. But I think that if you're going to have that in a game where you could be hunting for things, that those objects should definitely provide world building uh, in some way. And none of the objects that didn't directly advance the story did that in this game, which I think is, I don't, you don't need that then. Just take it out. Um, I mean, they give you achievements. And, and I'm not sure it has to do with world building as it does have to do with interaction building. Those things aren't there because it builds the environment, but because it builds on and helps exemplify what controls you have in the world. Yeah, That's understandable, but later you'll be in a convenience store where you can click on objects and interact with them, rotate them around, but the textures are so low that it's they're basically nothing, and they don't you can't do anything with them, and they don't pro- they don't contribute any more than the other ones that are non-interactable on the shelves of the convenience store do. So I don't think that they needed to be there. Dialogue changes depending on if you pick them up. Fun, <laughs> I guess. I got some of those options then. Woo! I I bet you can tell I'm real excited about this game. Uh. I mean, I, I, I like having interactable objects, whether or not they give me any dialogue or world building, just because I like having things to click on. So if I, can, like, if I can walk up to an ashtray and put out a cigarette, if I can knock over a ketchup container, if I can pick up a bag of chips and flip it over, that is just fun because I like poking stuff in games. Um, doesn't matter if it actually builds on anything to me, but... Just me. That's that's perfectly fair. Um, so after you go through these conversations, you go to your apartment to pick up the tapes, uh, and you run into a lady who's apparently a co-tenant of the apartment, I guess. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. And she says, apartment. oh, somebody... <laughs> broom? Is, yeah, <laughs> you're literally like living in a broom closet, apparently, yeah. with a mattress on the floor. And a pile a, of boxes. There's no bathroom. There's no kitchen. It's probably a community <laughs> bathroom. I, I don't know. Are you in a hostel? What, are you just living there permanently? You, you have no that. earthly possessions. Another bit. I don't know if this was like 
super 2000 IQ world building that I just didn't get or, or what, but I, <laughs> I think the, the gist is you're living in a ghetto and um, there's a little piece of dialogue with the person that's standing outside where you can basically lie to them and say, Oh, the reason that there was, because she states, Oh, there's people going through your apartment. You can tell this person that, Oh, well, it was the exterminators. And then yeah. that person will be like, we're not authorized to do that. So you're lying to me. It was the tapes, wasn't it? I, I, tapes. And then uh, this person basically begs you to give them the juicy stuff. Give them one of the juicy tapes. So you do. You, you well, you don't have to. You can actually say no. But I did. But you do eventually give them one. I, I think if you keep explodes. saying no, you don't necessarily... The dialogue was a bit ambiguous on that. I wouldn't want to say no because that was a good scene. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. What, what happens to her when she yeah. watches the tapes? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, it, if you give her the tape, um, she goes into her room and she's like sitting there and singing or screaming or moaning. I'm not sure what. And then... She turns into a weird giraffe monster and her head explodes. She blooms into a flower because that's kind what the achievement like, yeah. says it is. Like fleshy shit comes out of her neck and she goes, Yeah, th this is not her growing extra flesh. This is literally her being flayed alive. It's very disturbing. I like that image. That was like, I like this. <laughs> this today is, this is the my brain. So, we learn that blind is mentally see, disturbed. At this point, I was like, okay, these tapes are weird, so that's cool. Uh, I want to figure out why this is happening. <laughs> I'm just grinning like a moron, because that scene made me smile. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm like, okay, we have, some, we have some story beats here. Not a fan of the aesthetic. I'm a little bit annoyed about like the pacing of the rooms. Like, It doesn't feel quite right to me, but I'm, I'm still on board at this point. Uh, the next scene is where I fall off a cliff, basically. Because after you see this woman being flayed alive, you have another smash cut, which is kind of the way that they transition between scenes, of you driving in a car. I say driving very lightly because your person doesn't have any hands or feet. You're just kind of moving the wheel, and you can turn the radio on to three different channels, all of which have garbled messages Three? two different channels i only found two. i don't know it's <laughs> a talk show and then there's music and off right yeah it but the thing is there's nothing to do in this scene it only you can serves here you can accelerate break. you can you can serve you can you can steer and accelerate but if you go into the sides of the road you don't you just bump into the side and it bumps you back to the middle of the road and you lose the achievement. <laughs> Woo, I lost that achievement almost immediately because I was like, I just want to break this game, so I'm going to see if I can crash this car. And oh, I no, I, I broke one of these can't. driving segments. I don't know how, but I broke one of them. <laughs> I'm jealous because I wanted to break this game at some point. Uh, but it's literally you just sitting in a car for about three minutes, and you can't meaningfully interact or advance the game at all. The only thing that you get from these scenes is the fact that it is getting later in the day because the horizon is getting darker and that you're getting further from the city because you have the, the there's multiple driving scenes. The first one, you're in a city. Second one, it's a little bit more sparse. And then the third one, it's pretty much in the countryside. 
I, 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 I don't understand why you'd put a scene like this into a game which is unskippable and does not interact, does not advance the story at all. You could literally just cut this out and it would change nothing. You could get the same advancement of the time by looking outside of the convenience store door. I mean, there's no reason for it so to be there. I'm going to completely disagree with you. Um, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I think that your opinion is valid. Um, but I love this kind of thing. So what they're doing is maybe it's my headphones. Maybe it's the fact that I have my volume cranked up. Maybe it's the fact that I was a little bit sleepy when I was playing through it. It builds up tension because the music in the background starts very low and slowly builds up throughout every single one of the driving scenes and builds on top of itself. The music, as I said, is really good, especially if you turn the radio off or set it to the talk show channel, it becomes very noticeable. There's subtle sounds that happen in the background that make it feel tense. And the background changing combined with the music, I think is actually kind of really well done. It does a really good job of making you feel like you're going on a road trip and covering distance. Because if you cut those out, you just go from convenience store to convenience store to scene to convenience store, and it wouldn't feel like you're traveling. So while I can see why you would find them boring, and I kind of guessed that you were going to hate these while I was playing them, because I'm like, Eggman's going to fucking hate this. I think that the actual act of covering distance gives the game a sense of progression. I, th- I agree. I-, I think that it could be improved, though, by allowing you to pull off at the convenience store when you get there. So it actually feels like you've accomplished something instead of just cutting to you in the convenience store. That that would have improved it immensely. Like, Lewis, I don't think I that know. there's any real content there, but being able to do that would have made it acceptable for me. Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of like this. I mean, without these, I think the cuts to the convenience store would be just way too confusing. And this is one of the few things they did that actually shows a transition, which is nice. Um, but at the same time, you know, if we compared it to uh, Blendo games and whatever, if he was making this game, those scenes would be five to ten seconds long. And that's how long it should be. It doesn't need to be three minutes. Yeah. Especially since they clearly don't have enough content because we pay enough attention, the road loops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, I think they should have been a less than half the time, uh, like a quarter of the time even. But I think that they're important to the progression of the game regardless. Yeah. It's also worth noting that in the, the first time I played through it, the third driving section, I don't know what happened. I think it just misloaded, but there was a giant polygon in the middle of the road that like looked like a wall. I was like worried that I was about to crash into it. <laughs> and there's no... There's no saving in this game, so if that was actually a solid polygon, you'd been out of luck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but no, I just drove through it. And it was actually this one that I realized it was looping, because immediately after I had went through that, I was looking at the scenery and it saw some specific things. And then I encountered the same polygon again, and then saw the, the... same things right after. And I was like, oh, this is just looping now, isn't it? <laughs> the last road is the most obvious one that's looping, because it does this big hill that goes down, and then it comes back up. Uh, it's, it's the most obvious one. The first one, I think, is the most convincing that it's new stuff. But the, See, this this tells you how much I dislike this scene. After I figured out that you couldn't do anything to speed it up or change it at all, I 
I literally was like, okay, I'm just going to let the game play. I'm going to be on my phone for the next three minutes. I didn't know that there was a hill in the last one. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't know. I think that, like, we've talked about this before, right? A game's atmosphere can sell me because I just really like good atmosphere in games. True, and I actually so, think that the game did a good job of establishing atmosphere without the driving scenes, though. So fair. I I just really liked the atmosphere of the driving scenes. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, on the topic of atmosphere, there's something that comes a lot later that I really like that helped both build atmosphere and made this game actually feel tonally consistent. And this is a little bit off topic, but to give you an idea how much I like stuff like this, I don't know if you ever played a game which was free called Glitch Hikers. That's been on my wish list for forever. <laughs> it was a free Flash game, or like free in a browser at one point. No, no, it's 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 still on my computer. I have it in my downloads folder. I just okay. need to play it. I just... Okay, well, it's it's basically just the driving portion of this game, except people randomly warp into your car and talk to you. <laughs> oh, and they're ghosts. So it's like the uh, first part of the level. Um, I think the first driving segment, if you keep looking to your passenger seat, the item that's there keeps changing from the box of tapes to the handgun to nothing yeah. at all to back to being the box of tapes and cycles. Yeah, sort of like that, except there's people in the actual dialogue. But So like subsurface circular. Yeah, except you, you don't really have choices. But there's not yeah. logic puzzles in it. Yeah. yeah. Any, anyway. We should so continue. we should talk about the convenience store. Um, basically, there's this convenience store that once the driving segment ends, you just warp to. Uh, and there's a guy in there. And then I've mentioned this before, but you can wander around, pick up stuff off the shelves. It doesn't do anything. Basic, and actually, apparently, it gives you more dialogue options. But uh, you go talk to this guy, and he's like, your typical southern like give, give him in your head like a southern twang over this garbled like messages that he's saying and it and it works really well and he just like he 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 talks to you like he wants to keep you there for as long as possible because he doesn't have anybody to talk to it just seems really sad it's like the most small talk having you know been from somewhere that you might call you know southern I got more of the impression of small town more than southern. Like this could be anywhere, like in the Midwest or whatever. It just it very could... small town. Everyone knows everyone there. There's probably less than a hundred people in the city. You know, that little this area. reminds me of the gas station that's about four kilometers up the street from Hell's Gate in Hell's Gate, BC, which is basically just a canyon with a big river in it and nothing else and a small ass highway. And it's way too hot in the summer. Reminds me of the dude who works in there. He's like. Oh, hey, you're from out of town. Who are you? <laughs> it's like, this. he's always there. I've been there like maybe five times in the last 15 years. It's always the same goddamn dude in that gas station. He always gets bigger. Anyway. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Uh, uh, yeah, so you talk to him about a number of different things. I can't, I can't remember which one, because there's two uh, convenience store scenes. I can't remember which ones went with which, but he talks to you about the aliens he talks to you about he talks to you about the aliens if you ask about what book he's reading in the first one yeah i'll okay. be honest this is where the game kind of fell apart for me a little bit um you got bored in the driving scenes i got bored in these <laughs> really quickly 
I think we're going to be a really interesting spread because it's the next scene that lost me. <laughs> See, I'm back in on the next scene. Anyway. I mean, the next scene lost me more, but <laughs> whatever. Back to but, the convenience store. <laughs> right. You talk to him about these different things, and do, do you ever mention the tapes to him? I can't remember. I don't. You don't think... mention the tapes to him, but he does mention a electro uh, electronics factory and an accident. He mentions then... an electricity company, which is yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's where you go later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least nearby, there's like a mansion yeah. there. Yeah, and so. Yeah, you talk to him for a while and shoot the shit. None of that really matters. matters. There's a little it, bit of like atmosphere dialogue. Yeah, I like guess. this Some is where I, yeah, I, this is where I would like to see the world building, and we got it, but it didn't really matter. So beyond the electric company bit, which has the same logo that's on your suitcase. Yeah, there are two things that happen in both convenience store visits. And the fact that it's repeated makes me think there's importance to it. The first one is he talks about something weird going on and that weird that previously happened in the town. I think the first time he talks about a disappearance. Second time, you can ask him about a giant ball of twine that mysteriously appeared and is way, way heavier than it should be and like just all sorts of stupid stuff like that. But the other thing is he constantly refers to someone else outside gassing up the car you know he, you even say the second time i'm here alone and he's like okay sure you talk for a little bit and he's like oh i think your friend's finished filling up it's like oh you know i wish that i would have looked out the window at that point because i wonder if that's the jump scare creepy dude from later if you look outside i didn't even realize there was a window in there i could easily look out of so yeah there's a a cat looking at me um (laughs) sorry i'm tired i'm a little bit loopy um yeah no i didn't look out the window there either i was wondering about that it kind of confused me um so i'm curious are these all the same timeline as far as i can tell there's about three or four different things going on i don't know if they're like alternate timelines or just different parts in time or what see i I was paying attention to pronouns that people were addressing you as because in the scene with the gun, you're referred to as a lady. Yeah, and later so, on in the 911 call, you're referred to as madam. So okay, I think, but there's no re- there's nothing indicating that it's maybe. And then there's a disappearance of a girl at the end as well. Yeah, so I'm assuming nothing, you're the one who gets impaled. There's not really much Spoilers. indication that you're really two different people, except for something that happens basically right at the end which maybe we should wait to get to but let's let's move forward because yeah next thing loses both of you apparently okay so after the convenience store you go back to the car you find the suitcase which you previously seen the tapes and you open it up and there's a camera nice looking camera let's be honest um you take it out and suddenly it's daytime and you go on a hike you start hiking through kind of this wilderness area with the camera, which the thing that lost me was I thought the goal was to use the camera. And I thought it was just like take pictures of interesting things. And it didn't help 
that one of the first pictures I took was of the shed and I saw the little box in the focus window turn yellow and then of the six little circular dots, one of them filled in. It's like, oh, so I guess I'm supposed to take six pictures of something around here. It would take me like 15 minutes to realize that A, that yellow box is when you take pictures of the birds on the trees and that B, that was entirely optional. And all I had to do was walk down towards the end of the river. Yeah, it's an it's achievement. achievement. Yeah. I I think it's because there was a piece of dialogue in one of the, I think it was the first gas station. Or it, must, it has to have been the first gas station where you can ask him about tourist destinations. And then there's the mention of bird watching. Hmm. So anyway, um, in that scene, you're, I think, walking towards the electrical company or the accident for the electrical company. I think that's what's happening. There, um, uh, to talk a little bit about settings, because in the gas station, they mention you know, the defunct uh, electrical company, and you do see like there's kind of a logo involving like an electric tower or whatever, which you do see a little bit later in the game. And so there might be, there implied some sort of correlation there, but this first place you're walking, which actually includes a couple of jump cuts, um, there's kind of the small wooded area. You walk kind of alongside a giant ravine. But if you look directly across the ravine, you'll see kind of this concrete building, which in the very next scene, you go to kind of a different part of this wilderness area where you can actually see the building much closer. And yeah. that building, I think, is referred to as a mansion towards the end of the game or something. So it's actually not... I'm not entirely sure what the building is, whether or not it's directly correlated with the electric company or not. The game likes to keep itself ambiguous. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Very ambiguous. Almost to a fault. No, actually, no, absolutely to a fault. Yeah, it I thought that the birds were a nice touch, and we should also mention that there's a pink bird who kind of leads you along and directs you in the the right direction but it was frustrating <laughs> for me because i was like oh i'm taking pictures of the blackbirds maybe the goal is to eventually catch up with the pink bird and take a picture of it take a picture of the pink bird doesn't do anything <laughs> i <Huh. laughs> i think i did eventually see that like on my second playthrough but a being colorblind so the pink kind of blended in and b the fact that everything in the game is at like a resolution of two <laughs> it's just just two it's like a it's a postage stamp like literally in the middle of my monitor it was like that big now, now to be fair the resolution is actually higher because a lot of that resolution stuff happens on the material space instead of the screen space the only one i noticed that was screen space was the skybox but otherwise everything kind of happens on the world which actually is a little bit easier to see but a lot of the stuff like the birds and stuff are done partially in screen space so it kind of becomes hard to see what exactly you're looking at the camera does have a zoom function though i learned that one a little bit late but it does help it's like the first thing i did was zoom in it's one of those things where it's like not the first one also yes sir guys um Again, yeah. kind of not. It does actually run like a native resolution, but it's just it just runs in a Unity window. Yeah, there, there's the resolutions are variable depending on the material, but in a sense, everything is aesthetically low resolution. 
I still state that I like the the aesthetic of this game. Like, and I'm holding to that. Yeah. So the next couple of cuts kind of indicate that we might not be in the like this might not be a contiguous timeline because you cut back to the car uh, and it looks like you're further outside of town now. You do drive for a while and then you cut back to the forest, but now you're very close or a lot closer to the cement building on the side of the river. Uh, and it doesn't really make any sense because when you're in the forest, it's daytime. And when you're in the car, it's progressively getting further along at night. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fairly clear that these aren't necessarily contiguous blocks of time. I think if the person in the car and the person in the parks are the same person, it's either you traveling to this location or getting away from this location. It's one of the two. I, I was just going to ask, like, what's on the tapes then? But I feel like that's a question for later when we have another scene uh, and uh -huh. more time jumping shenanigans. Uh -huh. uh, it's, it's like head, but TV head. That very, very <laughs> early in the game, like right after the first jump cut, you have a conversation with someone who explicitly says, you know, did you have a nice hike? Right. And that, that scene oh, also includes some weird stuff about, like, collect all the things that maid service will be ready. Like, which sounds like code for person who will clean up after everything. And, like, immediately after that, you load your gun. So like, You seem like a hitman in that scene. Or, or like, some something. sort of hired gun. Hitman or hitwoman, I guess. The thing hit is, there's, there's not much implication that you're playing as multiple characters. Except for the scene that we just got distracted from. So you're walking through the forest, you have a camera, yada yada yada. Uh, there's a jump cut, you end up in a slightly different area, you get entirely lost, which is what I did. Good for you. I didn't get lost once. This is how the game lost me. It's it, This game suffers from poor direction, you know, directing the player. Like, this is something that Blendo Games as much fault as I had with 30 Flights of Loving, it at least got it right. It was pretty clear what you're supposed to do in any given jump cut. Whereas this game, it's just a little too ambiguous. And yeah. I think that. Yeah, and I think that for you, especially being colorblind, pink and green, almost the same color, basically. And the bird is literally like three or four pixels when it's far away. So... Yeah, a lot of it was more just the fact that since it was pixels and so small, generally, it just wasn't clear that I was supposed to follow it. Again, even just by, you know, telling the player to follow a bird is not necessarily See, the best I, direction. So I never even noticed this pink bird, and I had no problem, like, navigating the environment. When you spawn into the second area, you, it points you in the direction of where you need to go, and you can see your path. Look, I'm not going to say that, like... I, yeah, and, and I'm not saying the direction is good. I'm just saying that I personally had no issues with it. Well, I'm not saying that, like, it's not clear where you can walk. It's just, it's not clear where you need to walk. Okay, fair. I mean, there's only, like, one or two directions you can go. So the places you can end up are pretty slim. Like, I could kind of see the frustration of being like, oh, damn, I walked the wrong way and I have to walk back. But I don't know. I was just... Again, I was enjoying the game's atmosphere, so I was just kind of wandering around. Going, okay, where am I going here? Yeah. And it's actually really nice and very calm. 
until it goes, oh, wait, I'm a horror game. And so you walk up kind of this cliff. You go, you can see to your left that concrete building we were talking about before yeah. and this kind of the structure with the tower and stuff. There's and a sign you, on the ground that you can flip over and it says, turn around, authorized personnel only, hazardous environments. I never <laughs> flipped over the sign. I should have. Um, but anyways, you can keep walking forward and you see a figure up in the distance. If you try to use your camera, which I did to try to zoom, it starts... Um, it does the Slender Man thing. It goes... Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Um, anyways, you start walking closer to it, and then suddenly it disappears, right? Once you start getting close to it, it disappears. Now, this leads to what I, what I consider the only real jump scare in the game, um, which is after a certain amount of time, and yes, it's on a timer for some reason, um... After a certain amount of time, it plays a loud noise, your player character turns around for you, and you see the thing attack, right? Now, I <laughs> I need to make a, a comparison. We talked about Aporia some time ago, and yeah. this, I think, when talking about this game, you kind of got an impression that I really dislike horror. Now, I don't like horror games, but I don't have an abject hatred for it. The issue I had with Aporia was that the jump scare I got from it was unprimed. I was literally in the middle of exploring the forest. It was exploration. It, you know, it seemed to do that. I like the idea being that, like, it came out of nowhere. There was no implication that this was something I should have been avoiding. There was no implication that it existed. And then all of a sudden, it was a jump scare. Like, it, it, it felt really somewhere between unfair and, like, unexpected. But with this game, by showing you that creature and then having it disappear, it primed it. It said, hey, something's going on, which made the jump scare work. But I feel like if, like, you want the true horror of it, like, Aporia did a better job of that. I was in the same boat as you as I'm like, I don't like horror games. But Aporia, like kind of turn me around i'm still not gonna seek out horror games like specifically like something that's we're not gonna do an episode on agony anytime soon right <laughs> like that one's that one's just like freak you the hell out all the time throughout the whole I game and whereas aporia is like exploration and mystery and also there's this mysterious figure and i don't think it necessarily works if you like it, it still scared me in this game and i was like oh my god god what what is this but okay um i like horror i really like horror i don't like jump scares because they're bad and not scary this one was bad and not scary i laughed my ass off when i saw that thing's model it looked like i don't know slender it's, man like a on, it's like slender man on steroids plus a praying mantis it doesn't help that it's low poly, low resolution. <laughs> it really doesn't help. Like it, it, it has like the same like texture shaping as like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, except like super skinny and kind of tall and black. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna rephrase that because it wasn't low resolution. It was low poly, low texture, high resolution. Because I'm playing it on a 1440p monitor and like the outline was perfectly there. And so it just, it's like you could clearly see that it was a nothing there. It, it, though then again, they only showed it, show it for like a third of a second. So it 
it worked well enough. I mean, it at least the sound made me jump. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll the, give it credit. I mean, just... The sound design in this game is really good. <laughs> so, so my thought about this creature, it's not a human. Let's not no. call it a human. No. Was that it has something something to do with the what happened to the the person that was in your apartment that whose face got flayed into a flower and i was like this has got to be related in that in some way the i don't know why or how or what these tapes are even doing now but surely it has to be related to that somehow right well considering that that flower flower fillet thing is optional i'm not sure it's directly correlated but it's actually this that makes me think it might be multiple people you're playing as. Like, it's the only indication because you see this attack when you're playing as this character here, and then at the end of the game, you play as someone else hiking in the area, this time with a gun instead of a camera, and it ends with a phone call to 911 talking about a lady who appears to have been torn to shreds. So I've pulled up a Kotaku article that I read after I played the game which is Paratopic is a horror game about cursed videotapes and horrible monsters lurking in the woods. Following an assassin, a smuggler, and a photographer, it's a, low, it's a slow burning tale of violence that uses film editing techniques to ramp up the tension. It's perfect for a moody indie pick. Yeah, it's weird. And, uh, I, I feel I, like it would have been nice to have a tiny bit of that context, because like, how do we know like that there's an assassin and a photographer like there's there's very little world building that leads us to that at all also um for anybody watching in the chat room if you scroll down a little bit there's a really good thumbnail video of the thing actually um you might want to go peek at that uh to anybody watching the recorded version of this i'll throw it i'll throw it in the notes but um (laughs) yeah you might want to scroll down and just don't even watch the video just look at the thumbnail (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i saw, I saw the uh, thumbnail now yeah that's uh that's 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 a thing that's pretty good <laughs> yeah so anyways after you get this jump scare you cut back to the car you do another car scene my cat is sitting on my notes so i don't really know what happens next <laughs> uh you drive the, you drive that, that's what, <laughs> you, just, you just drive you just drive, and then you get you go to the convenience store a second time. Uh, more of the same there. Uh, it's interesting to note that some of the dialogue you can have at the convenience okay. store, you can choose to basically say, I used to live in this area, which is interesting. I should have linked to this at the beginning because they have a full playthrough on their site. <laughs> this video is literally just the whole game. 24 minutes. Oh, that, that, that'll save you some money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and then you cut back. This there, I can't remember exactly. I think it's right after the second uh, convenience store scene. You cut back to the exact moment after you opened the door in the diner, and there was a guy there after you loaded your gun. And you can well, you have to shoot him. I think I I just shot him. <laughs> There's no way to progress otherwise. I tried missing. Actually, yeah, I wonder you... what happens if you run out of bullets. Great question. I want to break this game. <laughs> You're going to go play through it again just to run no, out. No, I am not going to play through this oh, game. Oh, really? Okay, because I, I want to 100% it. So. 
Yeah, there, there's an achievement. You have no uh, crosshairs on your gun, but there's an achievement for getting a headshot, so... I'm not in, even sure what exactly I have to do for that, so... Cause I assume you have to shoot him I, I tried the game twice, and it played the same animation for him, so I'm not entirely sure whether it's like a true headshot or if it's a timing thing. I don't know. And uh, right next to where you shot him, there's a table with a CRT-VCR-TV combo and the tapes, or some tapes, on the counter. Tapes. I don't, I don't know the why... Logo, so I assume they're the tapes. I don't know why the tapes are here at this point because in the diner with your uh, with uh, in your talk with the guy, I was under the impression that the tapes were still back at your part. Well, actually, no, we, we they might be multiple people, but I thought that the tapes were somewhere else. They weren't nearby at all. It's it's very non-linear. Like they where whether or not they're the same tapes or not is confusing, but more importantly. What's it's not more necessarily confusing. at the same time. And it's about to get less linear because what you can do with the tapes is you can pick them up and put them into the TV. And that just tell that just tell whatever time travels you back to like immediately after you kill the guy. Or it, it, I mean, you're in the door of the of the back room again. I don't really yeah. know. And yeah, then you for, go put the tape in, and then it snaps you back over. It snaps and, you back to right after the shot, because yeah. I waited to do the shot until he had backed up into the corner, and so it always played back there. Um, Interesting. But the first time you do it, it takes you back to the shot. Second time you do it, it takes you back to the shot. Third time, it takes you back to the tunnel that began the game. Wait. Uh, on, on the second time, though, too, the tapes have, like, multiplied, and there's huge stacks yeah. of them. There used to be only, like, five, and now there's, like, 100 on the desk. So I thought there was always that much. No, they definitely increased. Um, I don't really know why. I guess we're stuck in a pseudo time loop, but this part made no sense to me. Uh, yeah, uh, like so. At this point, I, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Because we have the tapes. Their tapes are doing something. They're like flaying people alive or something, but it's not happening to you at this point. So it's like. What are we doing? I don't understand. We're doing yeah. a thing with the stuff. We're playing the the loop de loop with the tapes. And let's just talk. Let's just talk about shooting Be the kind guy. Rewind, people. I think that the the idea that you would cut from opening a door and seeing a guy with a gun in your hand immediately back to that point with the gun in your hand again is actually a really cool narrative device, but. The fact that then you get this thing that's just like prop in in the game that's I, it, I don't know if it means anything like there's this time travel thing and then you're like you don't know this guy at all this guy has no meaning you shoot him but you never know who he is like what importance does he have the fact that you make the shot is kind of cool but the fact that the guy literally has no importance on the game at all is like i don't understand neither do i like i i if if they are going for the triple timeline thing like there's three different people they do a really bad job of tying them together yes yeah pretty much and also really bad job of differentiating them Unless we're completely missing something here, which is maybe possible. 
Yeah, I mean, I, but I, 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 like, the, I like the three-person reading because that's about what I got. I got maybe four if we count the tunnel as a different person, but maybe that's just the same person as the smuggler at a different time. Um, I also thought maybe the smuggler and the person with the camera was the same person, which was my best guess at that. But I'm not so, sure either of yeah. those are necessarily important to the reading. Yeah, so Lewis, you had started to go here, but after you get to the last scene where you put in a tape again, it brings you back even further to the very first scene you see in the game where you're in the brick tunnel talking to the guy. We didn't discuss this, uh, but the guy kind of walks off and he goes into a room and the room starts flashing bright white lights and then you cut to the diner. Now you've cut back, you hear more sounds from that doorway and the oh, guy nice. <laughs> crawls out and his head is a CRT. And then he starts walking towards you and his body does the same thing that the lady in the apartment does where it kind of like flays apart. It's a little Even bit Even more dramatically, the, the, the woman in the apartment just is like the neck that flayed, whereas he, he like starts tearing into he shreds like starts and then shrivels up. Yeah. He's like melting. And then he gets sucked into the CRT and then he he falls over and then you fall over and then words appear on his screen. I don't which think you they, fall over, do you? I thought, I thought you're you, still just in the chair. I thought that you, you fell over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. The There's also says... a line that re- that appears twice in the tunnel scene. Also, I in my opinion, the the tunnel person is the smuggler, so that the person in the car. But um, they state. Uh, the guard says you've got an enemy friendo, yeah. which I think is the weirdest dialogue I've ever read in a video game ever. Yeah, the very first line of the game, you've got an enemy friendo, and your only option to respond is what, <laughs> which is pretty apt. Yeah, and, and then yeah, and so I blind you may have gotten cut off a little bit, but the text on the monitor says "be seeing yeah. you, friendo," as if it were the same guy who got sucked into a computer flesh and bones. So I want to know more. I I do is too. Is fair to say like I, this thing does a good job of building up weird shit in a neat world with a neat aesthetic. And I wish that there was more here. Like I kind of wish that, I don't wish the game was longer. No. They could have filled the time that's wasted in the car with more interesting world building that explains what the heck is going on. If they just made the radio in the car talk to you and give you dialogue, voice dialogue that made sense in the context of the world. Or, or make like make it a car Maybe they phone. do it. Maybe they do that. Yeah. But it's all garbled. Uh, they have to ungarble it. It's just like... I don't know. Now that I, now that this idea has popped into my head, I'm like, this is probably some sort of ARG that was like, this is just a game to be a vessel for another game. It's like, if there's a sequel that comes out for this, I'm playing it. I I, I have a feeling you won't, but if they make another one of these that builds on this premise, if we talk I mean, about it for the show, I'll play it. I, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't think that this game is worth five dollars at all. But... I don't think this is a PT game. I don't think this is hinting at something bigger. Hmm. Uh, it's hard to tell. These anyways, days. after if this, we want to talk about something bigger. We should look at Rusty Lake at some point. 
after this final unintelligible scene, uh, I loved it. This scene you so you go back to the forest again, and you're kind of like glitching forward through the forest. Like you start mm-hmm. back at the very beginning where you entered the forest, and you kind of like glitch forward. You walk a little bit and glitch forward as you get closer to the electrical company or and the. And you have the handgun. You have the gun in the scene. Yeah. Right. Do you? I tried shooting the gun. You can't shoot it, can you? I was able to fire off a shot by accident. I, I thought we were, I thought we were going to go kill the creature at this point. Yeah, me too. Right. And you get back to the same location, and there's this camera, which have been kind of strewn about the forest, these cameras that has this pink, fleshy creature on it, yeah. which... Uh, I think the camera you pick up yeah. was the DSLR that um, the woman had, not the actual security cameras that were around that area. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I meant security cameras. Uh, but the the woman point, is basically just a mangled corpse on a spike. Although at this point, I was a I, little bit confused because I thought when I originally saw it from far away, and it was just a few pink pixels, I thought it was the pink bird. And that makes me think that the pink bird was actually some sort of flying flesh creature. Who knows? I mean, maybe it was an allegory. Wow, wow, wow. Though I'm not actually sure what you're talking about. Maybe I missed that too. Yeah. But yeah, in the area where you died or got stabbed by the weird low poly monster thingamajogator, there's a spike with a fleshy corpse, and then there's some dialogue basically saying, 911 call, and uh, there's a woman out here, it's horrible, ah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And then, then, you know, the operator is like, you seem pretty calm, can you give me your name? And she's like, nope, and hangs up. <laughs> Probably because that's the smuggler. Yeah. Or, or the assassin. Yeah, I think it's the person with the gun. So yeah, and the game ends here. By the way, yeah, uh, yeah that's the end. That's the entire game. There you go. Safety six some credits, <laughs> and Twitter handles. Yeah, and credits I, which included things like the PSX shader and uh, analog I mean, noise filter. And what I get out of this is, I think this is, or what it seems like is, it seems like somebody who's basically making this as a portfolio saying i'm trying or here's a game that i've made this is what i can do Hire uh, hopefully it's a portfolio for a sound designer and not a graphic artist well, the, the or sound a writer di- well yeah i, I mean there's the a sound, number of people who worked on this most of, most of the assets for this were purchased from the store right um also oh, a lot of them were uh that's what the credits were and um i think the, the audio the audio guy i need to look up the audio guy uh hold on uh, para topic because I know this dude. I'm and pretty sure all the assets were original, but a lot of the technical parts, the filters, yeah. the effects, that kind of thing, were bought just because I can understand. You know, if you're not a programmer, you're not going to be the kind of person who wants to write a noise filter or a pixelation filter or a you know low color depth filter or what whatnot. <laughs> So now I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm looking at Lazarus Audio now, which is the the guy who did the, the the audio design, and I've heard his name before, and I can't think of where, and this isn't helping. <laughs> but uh, I think the music was one of the best parts of this game, the sound design. Yeah, Lazarus Audio. Just googling it now. 
Cleanser.saudio.com. I I had a very hard time at the end though drawing a single thread through any of the like different theories that I'd come up with along the way. It's if we go with the three person theory, maybe it's actually three threads, but none of them are actually resolved. And we don't know why people are turning into flesh monsters. Even if it's well, we like know. a it's very the tapes, right? I mean well, it's the it's tapes, tape. but yeah. like how are these tapes made? Like I don't even care if it's a magic science whatever explanation. We don't learn It's that. a cult. You mentioned the symbol on the suitcase, right? That kind of radio yeah. tower looking thing. Yeah. It's That's the, the very last shot of the game. You're looking at the side of kind of this barn thing that the woman was attacked in and that symbol is spray painted on the side. Yeah, that symbol is everywhere in the outdoor scenes. It's all over the it's on every single one of the shipping containers, the destroyed shipping containers. It's on the power plants or uh, on the radio towers, question mark, whatever those are. Um, it's spray painted on the building. It's on the cameras. It's on the do not enter sign. It's on literally everything. So the tapes are somehow connected to the building. Or at the very least, you stole a box from that company. And, and it has it, their branding on it. Actually, Maybe you went to like a hiring company thingy and they gave you a, a backpack. <laughs> stealing it actually uh, makes a lot of sense because one of the dialogue options the second time you go to the convenience store is you can ask about the museum and the person's like, oh yeah, people uh, find stuff in the forest from the old electrical company. They give it to the museum and then sometimes weird stuff happens there. So it's like, I that that sounds like a very plausible explanation for that. So weird creature caused an accident at the electrical company. Or an accident caused a weird creature. One of the two. There was yeah. probably recordings of it made. Maybe the recordings summon the creature. And uh, The guy that you talk with in the diner is all on about professionalism, and there's actually an achievement for being a professional. happy little minion and clicking professionalism all the time. Uh, but I, I guess that made me think that if it's all about professionalism and assuming that this electrical company is like this pretty big organization that they're all about their uh, rules and things like that. So maybe they're from the electrical company and these tapes are somehow coming from there. And then maybe the, maybe the, the assassin is trying to kill the people with the tapes because the tapes are out in the wild. The smuggler is trying to smuggle the tapes, and that's where you see stuff happening with the tapes. And the camera person is just caught in the aftermath. Maybe they were just out for a nice walk. Taking pictures of birds. And walking that would have direction. been a very relaxing, pleasant game. I can actually get you that game, actually. There is a game on Steam that's just about walking through nice environments and stuff changes around you. It's quite fun. <laughs> Uh, I think I have At least one. it's not a game that will give me a brain aneurysm for trying to figure out something that's impossible to figure out. <laughs> I don't know. I think we got it. Like, I, I, I'm pretty certain we've got, we got it. all that there is to get. But I'm still like, saying that, like, I want to know why the tapes, why do they turn people into flesh creatures? Why is this head guy's head a, a monitor? <laughs> Who's the guy? That we Why shot? is his head a monitor? <laughs> Who's the guy that we shot in the diner? Why does this road have no entrance or exits to it? Why? Where are the cars? Where? Where, where are my hands in the car? 
Why are there only two radio stations? Budget. Hands are expensive, okay? Truck simulator doesn't have hands. Why can't I pick up things in the convenience store and buy them? Asking the real questions here. Why is that vending machine always broken? Is it vending machine? <laughs> uh, hey, at least it's not a pinball machine. That would have been, been a travesty. If there was a broken pinball machine? Yes. Huh, so uh, I just wish that there was some sort of introduction at the beginning stating that there were separate characters. At this point, I would have even settled for a montage at the end being like, oh, it was actually three people wow, and doing wow, all this. Wow. It, it would be an exposition, but at least I would know what the hell was going on. And I could like give an informed analysis of the different timelines, which I can't really do right now. Yeah, I mean, so, I can see that. I think this game would have worked better if it was a bit more linear and had better transitions between the different parts. You know, I think this game just needs an editor. Does that make sense? I think it already has too much editing. <laughs> no. I don't... I I actually thought that the style that... If you're talking about editing as, a, like, the cuts between scenes, or are you talking about more, like, dialogue editing? I'm talking, and... I'm talking more about pacing. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I was going to say, like, I actually did like the style where they would just basically smash cut in between every single oh. scene. That was fine. So but, uh... since, since we're kind of wrapping up here, I think, because we kind of hit the end, um, I love the atmosphere. I love the audio design. I think the pacing's crap. I like the... Uh, the the exploding flesh people because that's my thing and i'm weird apparently um tv dude was hilarious the dialogue was weird it was kind of creepy in places because it was super ominous i love the graphic style i'd like to see more of this but this game itself i'm a crazy person so i'd recommend it for five bucks because i was entertained and i spend seven dollars on coffee and a muffin just for an excuse to go outside so i i mean if you want some spooky stuff for an afternoon, it's worth it for the music, honestly. Um, but that's me. So I'd recommend buying the soundtrack for $3 over buying the game for any amount of money. I would recommend Virginia over this. If you have Twitch Prime, you probably have it in your Twitch library, and they're very similar. Yeah, as much as I didn't like Virginia, I think Virginia is probably the better game. That Virginia is fucking beautiful, dude. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't hate this game, but like 30 Flights of Loving, I think it's nonlinear storytelling is its downfall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hard pass on this for me. Don't. I think that our discussion here, unless you're a masochist, is enough to get you what you should need out of this game. So unless you're like me... Back up and run. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this was this was good talk. This was fun. I yeah. like this one. It was a good episode, regardless. So uh, are we wrapping up here then. Sure. I got. I, I I'm done. So. Do you have anything to say, Lewis? Uh, no. I I think I covered everything I wanted to. Not bad. An hour. Well, anyway, we talked longer about it than the game was, so there's that. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for watching episode 32 
of story mode if you found us on like a podcast platform i don't know how you did that please tell me because some people say they can find it on things like itunes but i can't so good lord um i know that we show up on podcast apps because we're on the play store so if you use a third-party podcast app we're probably in there uh you can find the the video vods thingamajogs on my youtube channel which is my personal youtube channel and uh which is youtube.com slash gg blind one and uh there's a twitter account which is at real story mode where you can follow where i post the soundcloud stuff there's also a soundcloud which is project story mode you can find us there go buy this game it's on itch and steam paratopic or don't that's up to you i mean we just spoiled it anyway so you're too late at this point quite frankly and uh yeah it's been fun we should do this again sometime see you guys next month or something <laughs> or something or something. hopefully next month unless like eggman's in the middle of moving who knows quite possible quite possible yeah we'll yeah. keep you posted thanks for watching